Good morning to all of our listeners out there, and welcome to another episode of Safety Up, your weekly podcast on OSHA and workplace safety, brought to you by ClaimShield, your safety experts. As usual, my co-host, Eric, and I sorted through several safety questions sent to us by our listeners last week, and we have selected one to use on today's podcast. As a reminder for our newer listeners, our podcasts are released every Monday morning for employees to use as toolbox talks and get their mind focused on going home safely at the end of every day. Absolutely correct. We also want to remind people that while Gavin and I do both work for ClaimShield and we would love to gain new clients who need assistance with their safety program and OSHA compliance, ClaimShield allows us to make this podcast available to anyone who wants to listen to it absolutely free with no registration requirements or sales gimmicks. This is because we really do care about what we do, which is helping prevent anyone from getting injured on the job so they can go home safely to their families every day. If you like our show, please recommend it to your family and friends. We would love to hear from new listeners. This is very true. And while those of you who have been following our podcast for a while already know that Eric and I don't always see eye to eye, mostly because he's shorter than I am. We absolutely do agree that nobody should get hurt while simply doing their job. Yo, dude, you're up. Apparently I'm not. We don't see eye to eye because I'm shorter than you are? What the f*** did? What? Did I lie? Yes! We don't see eye to eye because you're a freaking millennial with a cynical outlook on life. And you're a freaking Gen Xer whose generation is largely responsible for my generation's collective cynicism. Do you want to continue comparing your generation with mine, or do you want to get on with today's question? Fine, get on with it. What was that? I said fine, get on with it. You're going to have a stroke if you keep clenching your jaw like that. Yeah, well, at least it won't last long. It will be, you know, a short stroke. Seriously? Never mind. Let's just move on. Today's question is extremely relevant since we are entering the hot summer months, and our listener wants to know about working safely in high heat conditions. Here's what she has to say. Dear Eric and Gavin, I don't work in construction, but my husband does. He listens to your show every week, and I've started listening as well. I find your podcasts very informative, but I think Gavin is a complete asshole to Eric, and he doesn't- Hold it. That is not what her email says. Oh, it does. It's just written in a short font that you can't see. Give me that. Dear Eric and Gavin, I don't work in construction, but my husband does. He listens to your show every week, and I've started listening as well. I find your podcast very informative, and I appreciate the efforts you put into trying to get people to work safer can't believe you would try to put one of our listeners in the middle of our personal feud. What's the matter with you? I'm apparently too short-sighted to see that. Okay, that's it. I'm muting your mic until I can finish reading the email. Hey, wait a- That's better. Now back to our listener's question. Dear Eric and Gavin, I don't work in construction, but my husband does. He listens to your show every week, and I started listening as well. I find your podcast very informative, and I appreciate the efforts you put into trying to get people to work safer. I do worry about him working outside in the hot weather. I mean, I know that's part of the job, but summers out here are really bad, and I just don't see how he can stay safe working outdoors in that heat when the National Weather Service is telling people to stay indoors and not exert themselves. What can I do to help my husband deal with the extreme heat every day during the summer? Your fan, Jane Smith, Podunk, Nebraska. 
Oops. Sorry. Your mic is back on now. That's it. You and me. Flagpole. Recess. Dude, it's 100 degrees outside. Answer Jane's questions and we can go fight in the break room where it's air-conditioned when we're done. Bet. Okay, Jane. Your question is perfect for a safety topic in the middle of July, and your concern for your husband working outside in extreme heat is warranted. The good news is there are some fairly simple steps you can take to help him stay safer in the heat. The most important preventative measure you can take when working in extreme heat is to stay hydrated at all times. I cannot emphasize this enough. Without proper water consumption, your body will quickly lose its ability to control its own internal body temperature. You must drink more water than normal when working in hot weather conditions. Two rules of thumb to remember on this. The first one is you should drink one cup of water every 15 minutes to keep your body sufficiently hydrated. The second rule of thumb is that if you feel thirsty, your body is already dehydrated. Don't wait until you feel thirsty to drink water because then your body has to play catch up. Now, some people are under the impression that sports drinks are better for the body when working in the sun. This is largely a myth. While sports drinks don't necessarily hurt you, they do contain a large amount of sugar, which is not what your body needs when it is producing large amounts of sweat in hot weather. Cool water is the best thing for your body. Also, alcohol and caffeine will actually inhibit your body's ability to stay cool, so your husband should avoid those types of drinks when working during the summer months. So, what happens if you're working construction in July and you don't stay hydrated? Essentially, your body starts to experience what is called heat stress, which occurs when it begins to lose the ability to control its internal temperature. Now, there are five heat stress-related injuries and illnesses, but I'm only going to mention the two most severe of those because they are both life-threatening. I'm talking about heat exhaustion and heat stroke, either of which can be fatal if not treated immediately. With heat exhaustion... The body has lost its ability to keep itself cool, and the internal body temperature starts climbing. Victims can experience dizziness, fainting, profuse sweating, muscle cramps, confusion and lack of coordination, and impaired judgment. Heat stroke occurs when the body stops trying to control its internal temperature altogether, and it starts to shut down. In addition to the symptoms to heat exhaustion, victims can experience hallucinations, dry pale skin, a throbbing headache, and unconsciousness. In both cases, professional medical treatment is required, so call 911 and get an ambulance started. I assume there is first aid care that should be provided to these victims? Absolutely. The first thing is to get them out of the heat and into a shaded or air-conditioned area. Have them lie down and do whatever you can to bring their body temperature down. If they're conscious, give them cool water to sip on. But don't use ice water and don't let them chug the water. If they're unconscious, you can't give them anything to drink, but you can soak towels or rags in cool water and place those on their head, back of the neck, wrists, and feet. Whatever you do, do not pour ice water on them. This can send them into shock and potentially kill them. That's good to know. That's extremely important to know. One other thing, Jane, your husband's company should have a policy for heat stress as a part of their safety program. Ask your husband about it and see what he says. If they don't have one, they should develop one as soon as possible. You just finished with a bunch of training on that, didn't you? Yes. Every June, I dedicate employee safety training to heat stress so that employees and employers 
know what it is and how to take preemptive measures so that their employees have the resources they need to deal with working in the heat. I do the same thing in November for cold stress. That is also good to know. So, companies who have employees working outside should have a safety program for both heat stress and cold stress? Assuming they live in a part of the country where the weather gets hot enough and or cold enough to affect the health of employees working outside in the elements, yes, they absolutely should. Sounds reasonable. Jane, thank you for sending us your question, and we hope we have answered it for you. We would also like to thank all of our listeners for tuning in each week. If you have a question about OSHA or safety, you can send it to us by email at safetyup at claimshieldpro.com, via our Twitter account at claimshield, our Facebook account, facebook.com slash claimshieldpro, or our new Instagram account at claimshieldpro. Your name will be changed to John or Jane Smith, and your location changed to Podunk, Nebraska, so you can ask your question while remaining completely anonymous. Everyone, stay safe, and tune in next week for another episode.